Come here, coffee. You make life worth living. I can't seem to save my life. And when I do, I go a little bit nineties, like I'm in some weird nineties rock band. <laughs> Sup kids, happy International Women's Day, which I realise I'm a, a day late on, which, oh, well not day late, and this goes out on a Friday, so I couldn't say it yesterday, I wasn't going to put up a, a day early, um, but yesterday, March 8th, was International Women's Day, so, I mean, maybe congratulations, is congratulations the right word? Congratulations to all the ladies out there? That doesn't sound right, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not too sure whether the uh, the actual how would you even how do you even how do you I mean happy International Women's Day obviously um, um, and for any bitter uh, uh, men out there who are instantly triggered with the question of when is Men's Day? It's November nineteenth. Just just throwing that out there. So um, as part of uh, International Women's Day, I attended an event last night, which was uh, Women in the Arts, which you will have been seen, which you will have seen me uh, chatting to uh, Melody Clark and Sarah Hughes last week when I had them as guests on the show. And we, we attended the event last night and it was fantastic. It was a huge success, sold out event. And I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, it was good. It was like five hours. Five, we were there from seven till midnight. And it was great. It was it was fantastic to see so many performers. I mean, whilst whilst it was it was great to see so many female performers getting up and being being brought to the spotlight, so to speak. For me personally, it was just great to be out anyway. Um, so it was an adage of you're out and enjoying something which is culturally significant, um, as well as just being being out and about. But it was it was fantastic. It was it was so good. Um, the, the people who performed, I want to say congratulations to you because you you were all great. There wasn't a down moment in in that show, and I I encourage anybody. I think they're they're planning on doing it maybe quarterly. I think I think they were saying um, last time. But you know, just go just go like that page and stay up stay up to date with all our events and things because it's it's an important cause. And another point which annoyed me last night was that this was a sold out event. Um, you know that doesn't happen very often in Lincoln. Lincoln is 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 kind of culturally devoid at times. Getting people to attend things is quite hard anyway, and it was the first time it was being put on. And a location which is a little out of the way. For an important cause, and the local media didn't cover it at all, like at all. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there, okay? So, the local newspapers yesterday, the stories which they were reporting on was something to do with a cheese society, which has existed in Lincoln for years, so didn't particularly need the publicity for this one-off one off day, and uh, car accidents. That was that was the majority of the news yesterday and closures of stores. So I'm just you know I'm a little little irked about that, especially considering I know that the press were contacted. Um, 
I don't know really how to solve that, but I know that's the 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 the, the onage of news media, especially new media around Lincoln Way. A lot, a lot of um, a lot of the establishments don't want to put a political slant on things, and they might have seen this as a political event. But to me, it wasn't. It was just an empowering event. I mean, even as um, even as looking at it as someone might take offence to it, or someone might think, "Oh, it's 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 an, a women's only event." I went. There was plenty of other males there, and at no point did you feel belittled. And this was something which they were very adamant about when they were putting on the event was that they it was an inclusive event. It was it was for everybody. It was you know, it was to empower people and bring everyone together. And there was a great piece um, performed on the night, which really just just took hold of that and was taking hold of the whole idea of why why are we belittling people why are women women belittling other women and why why do you have to drag men down to push yourself up you don't you and this this event proves that um i don't know why i'm talking i'm talking to the camera a lot today it's a little weird i mean if you're watching this nice eye contact prolonged eye contact but yeah we, it was it was fantastic and nothing can take away from how good that event was um and I just wanted to start my start my day talking about that because it's an important subject, and I've been quite lucky, I think, within my life. It's something which I've discussed um, quite a few times with uh, female artists and, and and female friends. That obviously there is this huge disparity, and when you come up through the education system in the UK, um, and you come up. In, within the society we have, you do see a lot of, of male role models. You see a lot of a lot of this is this guy did this and this guy did this and and history is made by men and and that kind of thing. Whereas I was quite lucky that when I when I got to college, I had two female art teachers, um, and the majority of the artists they showed me were women. I had I had. You know, I, I was thrown in, and and these were the artists they were showing me. It was, it was quite rare for them to show me a male artist, which wasn't particularly a problem because I could go out and find my own male artist. And but but especially with art, I don't tend to cut it along gender lines. I I look for the people who are exploring the subjects which I want to explore for my theory, and that's that's how you should cut it. I think that's how anyone should cut it. You should never approach it as I'm looking for a male artist. I'm looking for a female artist. You should look it for, I'm looking for a concept. And this person is doing that concept and that's, that's, that's important to me. So I look at their work. Um, but that continued as well into university where I went to university and a lot of the photographers, which I was shown were female, a lot of, 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 of what I was seeing, it was all quite balanced for me personally. Um, and I, I, I know that's rare. I'm, I'm very lucky for that. As you can probably guess, by the way, I'm back on coffee and life is fantastic. <laughs> not, not, to, not to make too much of an exaggeration of it, but my God. Oh, oh coffee is... Yeah. Me and this coffee could get a room. And I, I think I could show this room a good time. That's room shit. Oh, this coffee. I could I could show this coffee at the time. Um, but yeah, that was, that's just my little piece. The little piece to start off today is it was discussing that event and how well that event went and, and and what it meant. But it made me think as well because obviously everything makes me think. If, if whenever you go to anything, you you automatically try and try and inclusify, maybe compare. Yeah. 
look at it from your perspective and how it fits into your life and how and how people are fitting into your life and as I do that there kind of came a realization to me um because I was at this event and a few people if you sit there for five hours a few people will get bored that's just a fact of life. You can't please everybody. Everyone has different attention span. Everyone has a different level of what will make me bored. Um, and some, it's something occurred to me, which I, I, I've kind of thought before, is that I don't think I've ever truly been bored. Ever. I mean, as a kid, there used to be these periods as a kid where me and my brother would be bored. But it's because you're a child. And you're unaware of the options available to you. But even as a child, we weren't particularly bored. We had things to do, and so we just did them. We'd, we'd find ways to entertain ourselves. And that was something which was always heavily encouraged by my parents. Was If you are bored, find something to entertain yourself with. They aren't there to entertain you. Once you've once you passed a certain age, it becomes your responsibility to entertain you. And so we did. We, we, would, we would go out and, and do whatever. We'd build box forts. There was a great game we'd play where we'd, we'd just build a... Essentially, we'd build a tent over a bench. I don't know why we did it. But we'd have blankets, we'd build this tent over a bench, and it was it was great. And you'd have bunks, because the bench had a seat and then the floor, and most of the time you'd end up sleeping on the floor, but that's, that's a whole, whole, whole different thing. We didn't really have an actual tent, we'd just build this tent. You know, we had Lego. We had, we had different things to entertain us, and... If we didn't, we'd just make things. I remember distinctively having a box full of boxes, which I'd just build things out of, because Art Attack existed in my life, and Art Attack made me think you could build anything out of anything, and you can build anything out of anything. That's, that is a, a universal truth. It's not necessarily going to be good, but you can do it. You can get, keep yourself entertained, and that's something which I've, I've kind of, I think I've kept through life. Is is I'm I'm never really bored, and I don't know what that says about me. I don't know if that says that I have an infinitesimal attention span, or whether I'm just simply easily entertained or easily amazed. And I think it adds it adds to other things of it, the type of artwork which I'm attracted to and the type of artwork which I make. Um, I do a series, which I mean, not really a series. It's just. Is something which I do every so often where I just kind of, I find blank spaces and I love blank spaces and I don't know why I love blank spaces. I just look at them and something about them gives me a tranquility, especially man-made blank spaces, like manufactured spaces which are just filled with, you know, concrete and steel and plastic and all the things which waste. You kind of just stare at them as this is, this was, this was created, this was designed and it likely wasn't designed to give you a conceptual reaction or some sort of emotional reaction. It was just designed for. It was designed fit for purpose, and and then you stand in it, and suddenly everything changes, and the world seems slightly calmer. I, I don't know, but that's that's just me. That's 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 something which I've always had, and even today, you know, on a weekend, see people say they get bored. They want to go back to work um, because they need something to to make them feel like they're fighting apathy and en- entropy. And I, I just don't have that. There's always something to do. There's always something I can be doing. If I don't have something I'm doing, I will find something to do. But at the same time, I'm completely fine with just sitting and doing nothing. There's a thing which I'm doing recently. Um, I think 
it was because I mean it was something which I missed greatly from having coffee was when I have a cup of coffee occasionally I'll, I'll do this thing where it'll just be an afternoon and I'll just make a cup of coffee and then I'll sit in my back room at a table doing nothing and I'm just sat enjoying a cup of coffee and that sounds incredibly boring to some people some people will need music they will need television um, a book you know they will need something to do and I don't I just I sit I just enjoy the moment because moments are entertaining in, in ways which I can't even fathom and and, and that kind of blows my mind at times but at the same time I also think it's kind of maybe it's kind of just stupid because you know, you, there's nothing happening but everything's happening at the same time and you got to look for all those little moments I think I've said it before trying to find you got to try and find those little moments and it's, I always find it so strange when meeting people it's something I've never been able to relate to of meeting people who are constantly bored or they constantly need something to do which is 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 physical, or they need to be spending money, or they need to be, you know, going outright to 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 feel like they're actually doing something rather than just feeling like, you know, being is doing something, um, and enjoying you know the moment is is doing something, and yet there's a lot of people who who can't connect with that, and may and and recently I've been thinking that that's quite strange that I can't comprehend that. Because at the same time, I have quite a hard time making connections with people um, on an emotional level. It's, it's quite difficult for me. It takes me a long time to trust people. It takes me a long time to, to you know, get into a mindset where I'm completely comfortable with a person. I'm a very shy person. Um, as most people will know when they meet me, I'm quiet and I, I sit around and I... I I'll just do do what I can to help you in whatever situation you're in, but for the most part, I'll, I'll be very quiet. Um, and then I meet these people who who yeah who thrive on on going and doing and 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 whilst I do that and I enjoy that, on some level, in my brain, I don't need it. I don't need to have something to do. You know, this is the the other reason kind of coming up is I've got a I've got about a week's week's holiday. Um, and this year is, is kind of like a saving year for me in terms of finance. is is a year when I'm trying to save money, um, so I can do stuff later, later um, next year, and, and that kind of thing. And so the the more I want to save money, the less I go out, the less I go do things outside my house because I can just do things inside my house. I got plenty of plenty of content, plenty of bits and bobs I can be doing inside my house. And and I've got this week. So instantly I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe I should go on holiday. You know, if you take a week off work, you should probably, you feel like you have to go do something which you wouldn't usually do because you've suddenly got this expanse of time which you wouldn't have in general. And then I start thinking, well, I don't want to go anywhere. There's nowhere I'm I'm desperate to go. There's places I want to visit, but I want to visit them on my own time. I want to do some research. I want to, I want to go out my way. And... So this isn't the right time. So I'm not. I'm not itching to do it. I'm not chasing it. I don't, and maybe that's my general relaxed attitude. But chasing an idea and chasing an activity always kind of fills me with a sense of a little bit of dread. But I get this week, and so well, what am I going to do this week? I could do nothing in that week, and it would be fine. I could spend that week just chilling out, reading, eating food. You know, 
I mean, I'm not going to because the compulsive nature of me creating things, I will end up creating things and I'll, I'll have a week creating things and then great, you know, I won't even, I might not even leave my house for a week. But there we are, you know. And I wouldn't feel bad at the end of that week. Because it's my time. And, and boredom just doesn't doesn't particularly exist for me. And I'm I'm so curious of how people experience bottom. I tried to think back to when we were kids, as I mentioned earlier, of of when we would feel bored. And I think boredom maybe is perhaps incorrectly defined for adults. As a kid, you 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 are you are told you're bored. You know what what's he doing? Oh, he's just bored. You know why is he acting up? He's bored. You know, boredom isn't even boredom. Boredom is if boredom is suggested that you are not entertained. That's that to me. That's the definition of boredom. I will quickly Google this whilst. Um, whilst I am spouting, because I feel like boredom. There's apparently a meme called "bored panda." I've just discovered right there. Boredom meaning. Okay, a state of feeling bored. I'll die of boredom if I live too long. A lack of enthusiasm, lack of interest, lack of concern, apathy, uninterestedness, languor, malaise. It's very existential boredom. Bad looks of this. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's not being entertained. That's what boredom is suggested to you. As a child, you are told that you are bored because you are not entertained and that is why you are doing what you are doing. And so they look to solve your boredom and they give you things to do. I may have lost track. Oh, no, I was comparing when I was a kid to when I was an adult. So, yeah, you're, you're told this as, as a child. And really, that's, that's not a truth to a child. So, as an adult, you essentially have a finite imagination to some extent, because you're aware of the world. You're aware of everything which is going on, to the most part, within your life. You're aware on some level of how the world works. So if you have an idea, for instance, you say, you know what, I'm going to sell grilled cheese sandwiches. I'm going to get a toasty, and I'm going to send sell cheese toasties, and... That's, I, you know, that would be a great idea. I'm going to go do that. We could call it, you know, the Cheese Plaza. And everyone will come and sit by our cheese toasties. Okay, so you've had this idea and within your boredom. And you think that's great. And then you suddenly realize, well, most of this isn't, you know, possible to some extent. Because I don't have any startup money. I don't have a bank loan. I don't have a venue. I'm partic not particularly sure what is the best cheese sandwich. Maybe I'd have to use different types of cheese, which means that I have to learn all about cheese. And suddenly you've got six or seven problems. Which will stop you doing from that idea. Because that's being an adult. That's, that is putting real life over the coverage of some fantasy. Children don't have that. They don't have the restriction of... I can't do. All their can'ts come from their parents because you're teaching them about the realities of life. So when someone says a child is bored, I don't think it's because they're not entertained. In a way, they're just frustrated because a child will have millions of ideas, literally millions of ideas, and they will be as far out as you can understand. They will be, you know, unicorn ice creams. They'll be... Tragic, dramatic, ennui-setting wars where 
ponies and small cardboard boxes go to war with one another because the cardboard box kingdom needs more empire because it's gradually expanding and then the rains are coming and their army will be destroyed so there's a finite amount of time and the ponies want to live in the cardboard boxes they want to skin them and they eat them and, and live in their cardboard boxes because that will make them warm now that is a massive idea as a child, you will look at the idea and you think, this is fantastic, I can do anything with this idea. And then your parents come along and say, what the hell are you talking about? You, you realise that all of that is complete nonsense. You know, if, if that happened, surely the eggs would come along and destroy both armies because eggs are impenetrable. But what I'm saying is that they won't feel a restriction on that idea. They, they'll just say, yeah, I've got this idea. And then suddenly they find frustration because, one, they're told that their idea is a bit ludicrous... And two, they're unaware that it's imagination. They just think, well, this is an idea I have. And then they suddenly become apathetic because they realize they can't bring something from their imagination into reality. And that, that whilst that's, you know, as I say, it seems hugely sad that that's Aurelian, but that is obviously part of, part of learning as you grow up. And yet we apply apply it as boredom. We apply it as, oh, well, they're uninterested now. It's like, no, they're not interested. They're just, they're frustrated. They're frustrated that they can't bring something that they imagined in their minds into reality. And that, that's a, that's a harsh les- lesson which you learn as a child. That is a, that is a harsh reality, but it's a necessary one because it allows us to separate imagination from, from reality. And, the more I think about it now, the more I wonder where, whether people I've met who who really get bored easily and go out of their way to do things are people who had different lifestyles growing up in a way. I don't, I don't particularly know where that, that kind of that thought going. The different ways of, of sort of raising people. And maybe as a child they were hammered it was hammered home too much that their imagination has a stopping point and that you'll never bring anything from your imagination into reality. And maybe that's the difference between raising someone and then being a creative person to someone who's, you know, less creative. I happen to think that everyone has a creative inclination because creation is part of invention and every human is capable of invention. That's essentially what makes us unique. Um, those some animals do invent. I'm, I'm not going to get that into that right now. But so think about it. You you have you have a child who has a, a, a fantasy idea, and every time they have this fantasy idea, someone comes along and says, "Nope, that's that's fake. It's it's from your imagination. Therefore, it will never be a reality." And then on the other side of it, you have someone who raises a child and says, "Oh, you've had this idea. That's a really interesting idea. Uh, we'll hear more about it. I'll explain why it's not possible." But at the same time, it's fantastic that you've had this idea. This one's not possible. Maybe next time it will be. And I think maybe that's something I was told as a child. I don't know. I've, I've, I, I will grill my parents on whether whether this was something we were taught. But I never particularly felt restricted by them. There was never anything to suggest the ideas I was having were, ne- were never going to be anything. And I've had some stupid ideas in my lifetime especially as a child. I've had stupid ideas as an adult. I have complete fantasy ideas as an adult. I've just described a, a, a third third year war between the boxes and the ponies and the eggs. I mean, I, I didn't mention they went to three years. Sorry, I expanded it on, on whilst I was 
whilst I was pontificating. And, you know, I never felt restricted. So in a way, I never felt particularly frustrated by my own imagination and never needed an outside interference to make me entertained. It's got a little Freudian and, and, and self-introspective in this. Um, and in a way, I wanted to. Today's blog was 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 wanting to look a little bit more of me. Um, I met a, a, a gent last night um, by James called James, and he mentioned he'd listened to my solo podcasts and enjoyed them a little bit more than my my guest podcasts. And I always, I found that incredibly interesting, mainly because I get less views on my solo podcasts. I do them essentially just to fill a week and as a as a cathartic exercise for myself. And I thought that was that was really interesting and. Having my discussion with uh, Mel and Sarah prior last week and talking about how they don't see a lot of vulnerability from men, I thought it'd be interesting just to kind of take a little delve into my past and take a little delve into to where I come from and why I am the way I am and apparently give parenting advice. You know, if, if, you, if you tell a child everything they think is wrong, the chances are they'll just stop thinking. And then they'll need outside entertainment. Whereas if you give them, if you give them a little bit, you give them a little bit of indication that what they're doing could be right, then you know, don't tell them everything they're thinking is right. Otherwise, we'll end up with ponies and box walls. But you give them that little bit of edge, and you say, "This one's not so good, not possible. Next one, come to me with the next one. Keep bringing me things because." If you keep bringing me things, you connect more with your child. You connect more with the things they make, and you understand them a little bit better. And you help them in the future, you know, deal with the entropy of existence. I don't know, does that make sense? What do you think? Are you bored? Do you get bored? Is this boring you? Or the word boredness? I'd like to know what you think. And with that point, I shall talk to you guys later. See you next week.